0: Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are Judges chapters 10 through 12. My notes are going to be brief today. You're welcome. I found a note by a well known Bible scholar whose notes I enjoy reading regarding the book of Judges. It reads All these things were written for our example and instruction. Israel did not forsake God more often than we have done. Life has been full of fits and starts of backsliding and recommencement, of sin and repentance. We have nothing to say against Israel. Let us look at home and search our hearts and thank the Lord that his mercy endureth forever. See Psalm 136, verses 1 through 26. And that quote was by F.B. Meyer. Judges 10.3 Jer and the donkeys they rode in on. The text here is thought to be letting us know that Jer had some sort of elevated, royal-like status in the eyes of the people. We see evidence of this in his 30 sons, each being over one of 30 cities. Having 30 sons also tells us he had multiple wives, and this too denotes wealth. The text makes a point to tell us that the donkeys were not pack animals, but rather riding animals, another luxury for men of means. My cultural backgrounds Bible equates each man having their own donkey to being akin to each man having his own Porsche. Judges eleven verses one through three tells us that Jephthah had some obstacles to overcome in his life, and yet again, due to who he was in the eyes of Yahweh, he prevailed. He is even mentioned in Hebrews eleven verses thirty-two through thirty-four. Judges eleven twenty-four, Chemosh is the name of one of the primary gods of the Moabites. See Numbers twenty-one twenty-nine, Jeremiah forty-eight seven, Jeremiah forty-eight thirteen. Jeremiah forty eight forty six and Judges eleven twenty four, 24. Solomon even built a high place for this God. 1 Kings eleven seven 7, and 2 Kings 23, 13. This is yet another example of why we should heed the Father's advice when living in the world not to be of the world and not to yoke ourselves to people who will lead us away to other gods. We like to tell ourselves that this is not possible. But then we see one of the wisest kings of all time doing just that, due to his wives leading him astray. How can we think ourselves immune to these things that greater men and women than us have fallen prey to, and Yahweh himself warns us against this likelihood time and time again? The Difficult Vow of Jephthah First of all, I know this is a passage we're going to struggle with. Remember just because the behavior is written about in the bible does not mean that Yahweh sanctions it in fact human sacrifice and flippant vows are prohibited in Yahweh's law see leviticus 20 verses 2 through 5 deuteronomy 12 30 through 31 verses 30 to 31 and deuteronomy 18 10 also leviticus 27 lays out a clear path for redeeming a person who has been offered up by way of vow Also of note, Jephthah's vow to Yahweh was to purchase favor for himself. We can never do anything to merit the favor of Yahweh. We cannot earn or purchase the gift. Anything we do should be out of gratitude, and we need to be guarded, careful, and measured with our vows. The world teaches us to make rash vows, but when we turn from the world to follow the Father, we should rely on His wisdom over the worlds see ecclesiastes 5 verses 2 through 6 so did he sacrifice his daughter there are two ways of looking at this and one is that he did however many scholars believe he gave her to the tabernacle as a full-time worker women in this position remain chaste and this is supported by her mourning her virginity that she would never have children, as being a mother was a great goal of Hebrew women. Knowing that the Torah of Yahweh, teachings or law of Yahweh, expressly forbids child sacrifice, and that Jephthah is spoken of as a great man in Hebrews eleven thirty two, I think we need to consider this possibility. Either way, this is definitely something to dig further into if you feel the need to. As with all things, seek the Father first, and follow where he leads. Test everything, hold tight to what is good. First Thessalonians 5:21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His word. I love y'all. bye- bye.